Now, if the tissue is like this, that like this, and then all the scar tissue goes round, it can't do that. So what happens is the scar tissue can't. Edo, welcome to a special edition of the No Chof Des podcast. I'm your host, Stel, and joining me is a very, very special guest, a gentleman who I've known for a couple of years. He is, um, how, can I, how can I describe you there, mate? You're a sports performance expert. I love that word, expert. Some people don't like it. You know, you're a, you're a high performance specialist, Mr. Lee yeah. Taylor-Aiding. I'm very well still. I'm very well, mate. Thanks for having me on today. Um, it's been a long time. Been watching your uh, your pods. It's been fantastic um, with all your your different um, genre of people that you come on every week, which is great. So uh, yeah, no, it's great to be here, mate. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this evening and and uh, reaching out to uh, to your audience. Thank you very much. Well, before we start talking about the main topic of discussion, because this is an Ammonia podcast, we're going to talk about the two major injuries that we've got so far this season. We've had a lot of injuries this season, and I'm sure we can delve into that in a bit. But tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, because our listeners will be intrigued to hear that you worked at Liverpool with Rafa Benitez, didn't you? Yeah, it's just one of the, uh, one of the um, chapters of the book should we say we're nearly into 30 years now um and uh yeah two premier league clubs um abroad efl clubs so um world cups olympic games so all sorts of bits and pieces um but yeah yes you just stay grounded and and um you just do your job it's it doesn't matter if you're in league two if you're in the premier league if you're um at olympic games or a world cup or you're dealing with World Cup players every day and you're dealing with Premier League players every day for personal clients like myself, um, which I've got at the moment here. Um, it doesn't matter. It's all the same, mate. It doesn't matter. We're all human beings at the end of the day and we all need looking after. It's just some people with a little bit more money than us. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So what would you say your expertise is? What, strength and conditioning, rehabilitation? or you? Um, I think I think when I when I started, uh, we started off as um, as uh, therapists um, with the FA, the sports therapists, uh, with physiotherapists then, and then they kind of they they chopped and changed things a little bit, and then um, we had to do everything. We had to be there wasn't uh, clubs now. You have a physio, you have a doctor, you have a physio, you have about three physios at some places. You have sports therapists, you have masseurs, sports scientists. Um, mass, uh, 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 what you've got, we have our internship, yeah, and we also have the other side, which is the um, the kind of stuff that that you do, really. So, that kind Me? of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you talk about it all the time, didn't you? We have the um, oh. the people that do the analysis, all oh, right, that's what you talk about. No, 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 so yeah, no, yeah, the, the, so what I say is you've got all that now. Back in the day, it was just me. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to evolve and then you have to evolve with the game. And the game's changed so much. And then you kind of like just move with things and you have to do another qualification and you have to do this and that. So it's kind of like I've kind of made my own little genre and I kind of like I've got an umbrella now where I go in as head of performance. So if there's a physio in situ. Um, I don't get involved in that. So I'll get involved in kind of like the physical aspect of athlete performance and nutrition and um, 
kind of like their welfare, well-being and all that sort of stuff. But then other clubs should go in and then I'd be in control of the whole umbrella. So it's all different to where you go and, 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 and the club that you go to. But that's kind of the gist what I do, what I do now. Obviously, a UEFA coach as well. So being from the old school coming in now, it, 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 you have, I've got everything. So it, it's kind of like it, I can go into anything that I wish to do. That's why I seem to go abroad quite a lot. And, um, yeah, it's strange. One minute I'm here, next minute I'll be in Thai and taking the, uh, the Fijian team in the Oceania Champions League, which we didn't win a game because we were useless. <laughs> so but that's another kettle of fish. Um, I was only with them a day. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, but, but all seriousness, um, yeah, you just you just roll with it, and I've had a I've had a great lifestyle and a, and, and a great career so far, and lots of years to come. And um, yeah, it's good. It's good. You meet a lot of people. I've, I've I've worked with the best best players in the world. I look after probably the best players in the UK. Who uh, Man City? Can Chelsea. Can you name drop? And the reason why I'm asking this is because on this podcast we've had World Cup winner and Stefan Reuter. We had Zelias, the Brazilian midfielder who played for Armani. We've had so many. Former players. I know you have. I know yeah. you have. I know you so, have. So, but, but to so have you on, you're like the creme de la creme of so SNC. Sort of, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. But the oh. sort of people, the sort of people that that um, I was with in the Indian Super League were um, in my team. My captain was Yoan Captavilla, who was the Spanish uh, uh, left back who won yeah. World Cup in 2010. Miguel Garcia, Sporting Lisbon, Ronaldo's mate. Um, he was there ten years with him. Um, Del Piero. Um, you, you, so you've you've done SNC. You've looked after them from a physical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. Del Piero was at Delhi Dynamos, so obviously we we see each other. But I didn't look after it. But they're the sort of people that are in our community and in our fraternity because when you're there, when you're playing, they're always standing at your hotel. But then we have uh, the Greek Greek uh, uh, World Cup goalkeeper. Don't ask me to tell you. Nicobolidis. Huh? Nicobolidis. No, it begin with th. This one. I can send you a picture. I can send you a picture in a minute. He always yeah. loved a cigar. That's all <laughs> I know. But he was at the World Cup 2010 with a Greek team. He, okay. was, he was he was top man. So he was my goalkeeper. And then um, we had uh, Captavilla. Um, we had uh, Miguel Garcia. Um, we had numerous Brazilians. Um, we had uh, Portuguese Brazilians. Um, we had New Zealand internationals. We had a very, very fat, and I mean fat, um, Colombian international <laughs> who was the who was who he couldn't speak a word of English, right? But he was the nicest fella in the world, and all he wanted to do was drink Coca Cola and eat hamburgers, right? <laughs> and he used to he used to prance about in his room with his pants on and look like Elvis, right? <laughs> so he was brilliant. And I had to learn a bit of Spanish. And, um, yeah, I had to learn a bit of Spanish because he didn't speak no, no English at all. But um, to give you, that, that, that was the kind of thing. It was Mikel Silvestri. There was Joanna Risa. Um, the, 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 the players over there, uh, Freddie Lundberg, Robert Perez, was still absolutely running the show, by the mm. way. Robert Perez was ledge. Um, there, was, there was everyone over there, mate. And it was great, you know. It was really great. 
And what about oh, yeah. Liverpool? What was that experience like at, at Liverpool with Benitez and Gerrard and Torres and all those players? Yeah, they, they, I mean, it was it was very very surreal because obviously there was two training grounds: is Melwood, and then you had the um, uh, academy um, area, um, which was at um, I think it was was it Kirby? Kirby, that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal place. Unbelievable. I mean, the, the, the trouble of it was it was so tight knit that it was ridiculous. It was, you had to, as the, the old cliche jobs for the boys, you had to know someone to get a job there back right. then, you know? Right. Um, and I was, I was very fortunate that, that when I went and um, played in America, I, I, I was at Nutsford Services and, and we had to go to this, this place and then to meet the, the kind of like the team when we went mm-hmm. to America and we went out there and I, this scouser come in and I hated him straight away <laughs> and he, ate, he hated me straight away. And then um, uh, we were, I think we were 18 or 19 then and um, I think it was 18 and um, um, yeah, he's been my be- he's been my best mate and my best man, and I've been his best <laughs> his mentor. <laughs> and but he was at Liverpool with in the same youth team as as Carragher and 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 um, and all the boys. So and he was there from nine till he was twenty two, um, and then he went um, the, with the Ed Academy, and then he went all at coaching and all stuff, and then I just went with him and. And then that was that really, and that's how I kind of got in there with that. And then all of a sudden, Paul Ince, um, young Thomas Ince was on loan um, from Liverpool to Notts County, and Paul was the manager. And then all of a sudden, I got a call, and I ended up at the the, the first team head of performance in Notts County with Paul Ince. Nice. And then and then from there, it, it kind of like went bang, and that was two thousand and ten. Wow. So, yeah, but it's been a hell of a lot in between then and. You know, your ups and downs in football. Nothing's smooth for these supporters, yeah. they think. Everything's yeah. a roller coaster. You and know? you've got Nothing. a hell of a lot of stories, and you've told me a couple of them. Oh, and even we've had to a this few day, on them pods, haven't we? We've had mate, a few on them pods. That story with Rio Coca, oh my God, even to this yeah. day, I tell my mates, and I'm like, they, they, they cry. You, <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. I'm sure we've got, yeah. we got time for that. No, we've got time for that another day, mate. But look, there's there's two. Okay, so just to give you a bit of back, background, last season on Monia won the won the league title. We had uh, Leonidas Babadakis as the um, head of strength and conditioning, and for whatever reason, he left the club. People say that he wanted more money for for a salary. He wanted more money to um, improve the training facilities to make it more. Uh, I don't know. What is the word user friendly or updated? Whatever reason, he left the club. A new fella came in. Within a month, he was gone. Players were dropping like flies. Pre-season, there were injuries left, right and centre. Um, I, I seem to remember when Mick Clegg returned to Man United in the first couple of months, players, again, were, were dropping like flies and then all of a sudden their stamina levels improved. Now, is it normal for a new SNC coach to come to a club and within three to four weeks, you've got players, four, five, six, seven players out injured before even the ball is kicked? Um, when you when you go to another club, when you go to another club, still you can't 
if you're a manager and you go to another club and the, the team's not winning, yeah, but you've got fit players or have you got fit players or haven't you got fit players, you have to look at systems and you have to look at players and you have to see if they're fit enough. You have to see if they're strong enough and you have to know if they're going to, if they played for the manager before they tossed it off. That's the first thing. When you come in as a, a conditioning coach and the new manager brings you in, you've got to, you've got a lot on your plate because the physios uh, and the medical team there might not, that might be their mate who's been sacked. So you might be ousted and you might be on your own. All right, but that's when you've got to have the kahunas to just crack on and 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 set your stall out. First thing you've got to do is you've got to put you've got to you've got to put some sessions on where you can we've got the experience to uh, um, kind of assess and visualize the players um, both in the gym and if they've been doing any gym that is or and on the grass, so athletically and strength and power wise. And then you can kind of kind of get a, a grip where you are. You can't go in and make wholesale changes straight away because out of, out of um, um, experience, it's like anything. If you go in and go crash, bang, wallop, players these days are fragile. They're weak. They're, um, they run to their agents. They run to anyone and they moan and they get in their little clicks. So what you need to do is you need to let them hang themselves really. And you need to go, right, okay, we're doing this, we're doing that. And you think, oh, this is easy. This is easy. And then we step it up and we step it up. And then, but sooner or later, you'll start to see little changes. And then you put little tests involved. Okay. And if you're clever, you can do the test without knowing really. Okay. So, you know, baseline of ages and, um, and, kind of historically what they've done previous seasons if you've got that data to back that up so they're the sort of things you've got to be looking at to think right x y and z um i've got my top center forward i've got my spine mid i've got my midfielder i've got my center forward i've got my two center halves and my best players let's have a look at them then i will come and i'll befriend them and then i'll start chatting to them so come let's go for a coffee and tell me about yourself tell me about the boys and you get to know them and then sooner rather than later they get to know you they're not silly players. Some of them are thick as shit, but some of them are very clever and they'll do the background checks on you. So, but it's about, it's about treating everyone the same, but managing people differently and then finding out where their weaknesses are, where their positives are. Because nine out of 10 times, them players, yeah, they could have been just pulling the wool over the manager's eyes because they didn't want to play for the manager. Who knows? Or, or they could have had serious problems. How good are your medical department? How strong your medical department when they get problems? Can the players manipulate the medical department and go, because they're a big name, whatever the club they're in, they go, oh, I'm not training today. I've had that before. Players going, I ain't fucking training. I go, okay, mate, don't train. No problem. But we're here till five o'clock because you're not training. So don't think you're doing that and going home at 12 because you'll be here till five because you're not training. Come one o'clock, it's like, LT. I feel great now. I feel brilliant. I said, well, it's three till five, son. And the next day they're training again. So that you treat everyone the same, but you manage people differently. Um, but it, it goes to, it goes with everything. Players think they've got player power, but you need the right staff in and around you. And most time you have staff 
which what you're saying with this man, I, I don't know him. I'm only surmising. He could have been the best person for the job. He could have been the best person for the job. Or, yeah, he could have had very high expectations and wanted everything there, there and then. Man, I've been at clubs, yeah, where I've had zero. I've had absolutely nothing, nothing to work with, nothing to work with. So the first thing I do when I go there is I use this and I use my brain and I go up, go to the gym because we've got that. We go to the beach because I can work you on the beach, on the sand, and then we can go to the pool and I'm going to absolutely beast the bollocks out of you in the pool. And my teams are always fit as you like with zero soft tissue injuries because I handle them all the time. Even the goalkeepers, they hate me. I don't care because <laughs> I keep everyone on the pitch. But the thing is, the thing is, everyone has to move with the times and revolve with the times, but that's how it is. So this guy's coming in. I don't know what the budget's like at, at the club, at your club that you're talking about. I haven't got a clue. But it doesn't matter if you're at Liverpool, Man United. We didn't have, we didn't have awesome things at Liverpool, but we had we had nice things, but we didn't have awesome things. Not that some League One clubs have got, we didn't have back then, you know. So, but we always had a fit team, and it doesn't matter where we are and what we do. So I've, I've been to clubs that we didn't even have a training ground, you know. Didn't even have a training. I've been abroad um, uh, in countries. Uh, we've, we've just had nothing. Mm-hmm. And you just you just have to train and you, you use this in your experience and you always have a different session every day and they love it. And we become strong. But at the end of the day, it's it's mental. And players these days are weak. They're weak as piss. And they want, they want all the money, but they don't like hard work. And all they want to do is go on their phones and stick a little selfie on and and tell everyone what our did work today and, oh, I scored a goal and it's good to win and all that. And the supporters go, yeah, we love you and all that. But at the end of the day, they haven't, they haven't tried a leg in a week. But it's, but it's football, you know? It's football. It's, mm. it's everywhere. It's the same. Yeah. Well, um, as I say, the, the new SNC coach came in and they're doing ergometric tests. Is that what they call them? Fucking hell. You, you, you're talking telephone numbers. There's so many tests that people make <laughs> up these days, I'm telling you. They, they, everyone tries to reinvent well, that, the wheel. That's, that's what they, they were doing at the beginning. And then the club went on, on a pre-season to, to Poland. And uh, I was looking at the, the social media because, uh, to be honest, they've only just, the, the club only just started focusing a lot more on social media because they, they're obviously trying to move with the times. So when you're seeing players... Uh, in pre-season, what they do, they take photographs of players on the training pitch, but they also start taking players of, uh, taking photos of the players in the gym. And I'm seeing a lot of training with resistance bands. Now, obviously, you know, that's part and parcel of, of gym these days. You know, I've got a friend that's a bodybuilder and he swears by these resistance bands. Fine, fair enough, whatever. But then I've seen a couple of players, one of them in particular, who we're going to discuss in, in just a moment, I see him in the gym with the resistance bands, but he hasn't kicked the ball yet, which makes me assume that even though he went on holiday and he came back to pre-season, did he pick up an injury during pre-season? But again, I'm not going to, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Anyway, so what's the whole point of these resistance bands and why would, why would that be important for training pre-season? Bands, bands, bands after pre-season, bands are all year round. Bands, we've been using bands. Again, people try and reinvent the wheel, right? And everyone wants to use them. We've been using them for 15 years. And then all of a sudden, they're becoming a fad and everyone wants to use them. But we've been using them for, for a long time, especially in the therapy therapy sense. Mm. Um, 
but now they've been used as um, I would say I've been using them since 2010 um, for pre-activation. So obviously for, for any of my athletes, uh, whether they're rugby, ice hockey, you name it, anything, football, before they do anything, they have to do their pre-activation, which is kind of like a pre-warm-up, which is a, it's a daily um, injury prevention circuit, really, what, you, what you're talking about. It's on my YouTube channel, so you can see it all on there. I'll put and the link in the description. Yeah, it decreases it decreases the risk of injury a hell of a lot because it's all neuromuscular exercise, and um, it's ten minutes. It's ten minutes out of your life, so it's more of a warm up than anything. It's more of a warm up. You you, you can't keep using bands as a session because that's mm. just really, depending if it is an injury specific. If right. it's injury specific, where you can they they can only use bands or use a cable or use some sort of apparatus like that that's different but for a fit player that it's just a it's just a warm-up tool right for an injury, injury prevention enough. and pre-activation in mm. my experience and in my opinion that's fair enough because as i said it's the, it was the first time we saw photographs being taken within a gym but what the players were doing so oh they've been used mate still they've been used for years mate mm. so it's yeah it's uh if you go on that's on my youtube channel you'll see them all the time mate it's, it's very well documented and spoke about. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a good tool. That it's a tool. It's not the be one end or it's a tool. That's mm. all it is. It's okay. a tool. So, again, going back to the the old SNC coach, and I don't want to shit on him because you know he came in to to do his own plan. But do you think it was a coincidence that he's he came in and straight away players started dropping like flies? I mean, the, the reason why I asked this is because. Um, you're, you're obviously not aware of this, but the, the Cypriot season started six weeks ago and there's my team have only played four games, so we've got a game in hand. But they've also been playing European qualifiers. So it started off with Champions League qualifier, then it went to Europa League qualifiers, and then straight away into uh, league. Conference League. Yeah. So this season, right, while I say while most clubs in Cyprus have played four or five league games my team has played a total if we include uh, qualifiers league campaign and a super cup 13 games so we've effectively gone half a league season already if you think about it um but the players were dropping after the the super in fact they were dropping after the second leg against flora which was the third game not including the 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 two preseason games so the, the, the third competitive game, that's when we start seeing players dropping like flies and they're all muscular injuries as well, be it a hamstring tear, a one centimetre one, be it lo- loads of things. But all, most okay, of them so, were all, yeah. yeah. Okay, so sorry, the first thing you've got to look at is how, how long did the club give them off for their respite at the end of the season? How long did the club give them? Uh, season ended, was it May, June, July? When did they go back into training? Let me, let me find that, actually. I can, I can find out the first time they had a training session. It was 23rd of June. 23rd of June, they went back into training, as far as I'm aware. So when did they finish? End of May? Start of May? Uh, Mid-May. 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 So they haven't even had a month, have they? They've had probably three and a half, four weeks. Yeah. But these are players I think weren't competing at the Euros. Okay. Okay. 
Some so players are in the, the Euros as well. So who the, the ones the ones that the, the, the Euros they wouldn't have had no rest. Mm. Yeah, which is poor. Uh, but that comes down to size of squads, and that comes down to um, rotation and management of the players and the sports medicine department speaking to or the performance and the sports medicine department had a performance speaking to the manager and and kind of like the board not so much the board I don't know what it's like over it, uh, over there but especially speaking to the head coach or the manager and just advising him listen we've got X Y and Z we need to taper training um, we need to they're not going to be they don't need a full pre-season because they they've been playing through the Euros they're still fit so we'll do we'll give them we'll just taper it back in really and, and then we'll just build it back up through pre-season again because if you're playing a lot of games it makes sense especially if they've not had a big time off now the boys have had a big time off they've probably been an iron apple in the square haven't they giving it the big one you know? Ooh, I don't know. Right. I don't know. They're, they're not. They're not like that. A lot of them you know? are tend to. Well, a lot of them went either back home to their own countries: Serbia, Slovakia, okay. France. Okay, we'll take the splinters out your ass. <laughs> I'm being serious. Take, <laughs> I'm being take serious. Take the out your ass. I, I, that was a bit t- that was tongue in cheek. There, I was expecting you to laugh. <laughs> the old black and white club. Castle, anyway, so, yeah. So, no, um, black and white, bloody hell, see, come on now. No, oh, no, don't, don't worry about that, mate. That, you no, it's garage. what it was. It's you what it was garage, man. It's what you it was garage. then. My missus, she, she was driving the scooter home. She smashed it straight into a wall. It was brilliant. It was great. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. Days. I know we're digressing <laughs> here, but I was talking to Martin Lana the other day. He was one of the best garage DJs of all time. And we're going to do a show as well. I should get you on. Oh, talk about I'll your get, time. Mate, get me on that. Get me on that. Effort, 100%. Get me on 100%. that. 100%. But anyway, <laughs> getting back to what I'm saying, um, you've got to look at um, uh, it, fatigue. Fatigue with these players, especially if a new coach comes in, he doesn't know the landscape. Um, he might be overzealous. He might be trying to impress. He might just trying to just bully the manager and say, oh, I know what I want, and da-da-da-da, instead of sitting down. And it's all about just speaking to the, the staff that are already there if they've got any nous about them and if they're professional enough to say, listen, can you tell me about these players? Can you tell me if their pre-medical history? Have they got any history? Have they got any problems? Have they got an instability? Have you got any muscle instability? They've, you know, and joint instability. Can we work on that? Every player should be given an IP plan, you know, which I was saying to you off camera before, and they should be working on that when they're away, even if they're at the Euros, because they might not be playing, they might get 10, 15 minutes, they might play 90 minutes, but they can still do their plan where they're weak and they come back. So there's there's a lot of things to to, to think about and there's a lot of variables in there. Um, as I said, I don't know the, the, the strength and conditioning coach, the one that was there, the one that the second one that was there, and I don't know who they've got now, mm. but end of the day you've got to look at the history and you've got to look at the landscape and see where everything is and then you manage the situation then and then you, you you treat everyone the same but you manage everyone differently so and, and that's the way it is but you don't know the player's mind you don't know whether they're just chucking one in or they've really got a problem mm. um the thing is obviously just, last Last season, we were. I was having a debate with with uh, my co-host about the way that this team plays. And first half, it was always second gear. It was never high intensity football unless it needed to be. Unless they went a goal behind and then they would step it up. And my argument was, well, perhaps 
this team can't go an hour, 65 minutes of pressing, mm. which is what the system is. So yeah. what you think you find that, play f- that you've got to play that though, don't you still? You've got to yeah, play no, that game. You have to play that game. If you don't play, if listen, it's no good interrupting it. It's no good if, if two players want to press. 11 players have got to press, even the goalkeeper. Everyone's got to press. Because if you don't press as a unit, you're going to get caught out. Yeah. Well, my, my argument was perhaps they don't have the stamina levels to do it. And what we noticed is that the club went from separate football, which, let's be real, the standard isn't anywhere as good as it should be. And then the club were playing Europa League football, where you're going from here to playing up here when it comes to intensity. Even more, mate. But there you go. So my my argument was this new guy came in and while the players, yes, were dropping like flies, perhaps he was training them to be ready to play that level of intensity. Would that make sense? Perhaps he was. But, but again, I, I, yeah, it does make sense. But for me, you need to look. He, it, I can I, I sympathise with the lad. Right. I think he's been very naive because he knows what he wants to do and he's doing the right thing, right? He must be thinking he's doing the right thing, right? But he doesn't know his players and he doesn't know their levels of fitness. And levels are very, very small. They're very small margins levels. Between 1% and 5% makes a massive difference. And if you don't get the level of training right for the level of the player where he's at at that time, you're in trouble, mate. You're overloading them straight away and they'll get soft tissue problems. And then you're, you're, you're up shit creek without a paddle. So but that is not just that, that on, on, on a plus side for the, for the lad that's, that was there, was he helped from the sports medicine department, from the club, from the manager being told that, or was he pig ignorant and going, no, I'm doing that. And if he was pig ignorant doing that, then he deserves what he gets. But if on the other side, he should have gone, can you tell me about the players? Can I have the history of their testing for the last, how many seasons have been here? Can I have the testing for the, so he's got eight players there and he's got all their testing results. He go, right, okay, he's good at that. He's good at that. He's struggling on that. Where's his IP plan? Let's have a look at injury prevention plan, personal one. What's he working on? Right, he's working on posterior chain, which is glutes and hamstrings. Yeah, and calf. So he's working on that. What, what's this one? Oh no, he's got a knee problem. So he's he's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of loading on his knee, or we have to keep him off his loading, or he can only train twice a week, and we're doing other stuff in the gym with him. So that's what he, he should have done, and then he can take that into training, and then go boom, 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 and then get everyone to that level. Because mentally, if they're at that level, he can build them together. You have to manage people differently. So if you don't speak to your department, this is a big thing with departments. Everyone's against each other now because everyone's got ego problems. So the best thing to do is work together. But everyone shits get every, everyone's there's always a there's always a shit ass in the department that will run their mouth or be a grass or something like that. But that's football for you, you know, and they're always they're always make problems for you. So you can have the best department in the world, but you're always gonna have a few little snakes if it's not your people so if you come in external yeah and you've got all these players that you don't know anything about how can you go and put a, a, the, the session on at that high intensity and expect them to do it they're going to break down or they're not going to break down but you don't know so you're going in blind and you're going yeah they'll be all right they're a professional club i can do that 
it's, 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 for me, it just stinks. So he's either been shafted or he's gone in overzealous and he's gone Billy Big Time. That's two two things for me, two things. Fair enough. All right, well, let's talk about um, one of the most important players this club has at this moment in time, uh, Kusolo, who's been out with a, a bone edema. Now, he was in the photographs of the original training session I mentioned with the, uh, the resistance bands, but he hasn't kicked the ball for the club. Um, there isn't much information apart from, as I said, bone edema in the knee. No one knows what's going on. No one knows about the injury. Um, can you explain what a bone edema is first? Please. Right, so so um, I don't know who the player is. Um, you've told me um, his name, begin with G. Um, he's got a bone edema in his knee. Um, season's finished, he's gone on holiday. He's come back and he's injured and he can't kick a ball. A bone edema is, is like a deep-seated bruise of the bone. And... That can be, um, especially on the knee, uh, ankle, any bony area, any bony area, or bone edema. Um, it's a deep-seated uh, kind of bruise in a layman's term, and it can take anything up to three to six months to kind of settle down. Um, but it doesn't stop you playing. However, is there any other complication that you don't know about? You know? Um, a bone edema can come from uh, obviously a collision, okay? So an outside force coming in. So say, for instance, two uh, people go for the ball, like to strike it, they miss the ball and they kick each other's bridges of their foot where the laces are. That's the most common place where players get a bone edema there on the bridge of their foot. Um, and it's very painful. I had one when I, was, when I was playing, when I was a youngster, and it was like three months before it went. It was so sore. Um, but players have them everywhere, you know, and, but you get away with it because you just, it's a bruise at the end of the day. It's a deep-seated bruise. But for me, if he hasn't kicked a ball and he's done that, again, I'm going to go back to a few things. You can't blame the player, right? Or you can blame the player. So you've got, you got double-edged sword. Is your sports medicine and performance department weak? Yeah. Have they given the right um, uh, diagnostic imaging? Have they spoke to the right doctors? You know, if you've got any sense, I've been, I've been doing it 30 years. If, 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 Brain-wise, I'd get a scan and then I'd make the decision, just run it through the club doctor or the consultant and then make the plan, you know. But there's certain things that you can do to get him back playing straight away. But again, is the player playing the game? I don't know. When I mean playing the game, is he playing mind games? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. So it's not a big deal, but is it just that? Is it not something else as well, that, which you don't know about? I think the, the concerning thing as a fan is that no one knows much about it. And as we spoke off camera, um, in Cyprus, everyone knows something about someone that knows something. You know, And it's scary how it's just such a small world out there. So for this to be so under wraps, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know. don't. You don't know, mate. You don't know because at the end of the day, you've just given me a couple of um, words. You've said his, his name is beginning with G. I forgot his name. It's a K. Now. It's a K, but you pronounce K, it with a G. Yeah. yeah, beg your pardon. Beg your pardon. Beginning with a K, but pronounced as a G. Um, and um, 
it's a bonadema and it's on his knee and he hasn't kicked the ball. Yeah. For me, for me. Uh, you think it's a training injury? It, who knows, mate? I, I, do you know what? I, you, we, you could sit here, you could, we're guessing. Mm. You're guessing. You're asking me to, you're asking me to guess, you're asking me to make something up and I can't do that because yeah. at the end of the day, you've said it's a bonadema and, and I've just said it. It's a deep-seated bruise. I mean, so, so you're saying it can take three to six months. So you're saying three to six months, unless it, there's, there's complications. So three how... to six months, three to six months, and that's worst case scenario. That's where it's going to still hurt you, but you can still play, still play, but it's still going to be there because it's a deep-seated bruise. You know, so effectively, so you can, times you a healer, have, effectively, you can have local anaesthetic. You can you can have everything to play games and train. It's not a problem. All my players have that. They'll, they'll, they'll go to lengths to like say, I'll oh, do this, do that. I'll say, no, you've got to play through it or we'll just get some local anaesthetic gel, we'll put that on it or do this or do that to make it comfortable for you. But other than that, you just get on with it. But again, it's, it's, it is what it is at the end of the day. You don't, you don't know what, what the big issue is. And, and you know what people are like still. They, they, they tell tales and they make Chinese whispers up. And then for all we know, for all we know, he, 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 he could have something horrendous. And everyone's kept it under wraps. So because a bonadema don't keep you out, mate. I'm sorry, it really so, don't. But it, let's just say it is, for example, it's, it's, there's nothing, nothing sinister going on. You mean somebody that he could just get back on the training field after after three months? Is, is it some kind of like right. rehabilitation? Yeah, yeah, no, of course it's rehab. He's going to be doing rehab. He's going to be in rehab every day. He's going to so be. So what would he be day. doing? What would he be doing well, in rehab? He's going to be in the gym every day, and then he's going to get up to speed where he's back, back on um, returning to training. Um, but first and foremost, it, it, if you have if you have a problem where you're immobilized, you have to build the muscle tissue up around the area again. All right, because your your joint, say your knee joint is only as strong as the muscle tissue around it. So you've got your posterior chain, anterior chain, so you've got your quads, your hamstrings, your adductors. You've got your calf coming up behind your knee. You've got everything going on around there. So you've got to make sure everything's strong. Everything is flexible and, and mobility-wise is, is bang on. And um, your neuromuscular work is key, okay? So everything's firing up properly. Um, his cardiovascular system is, is bang on and his strength and power. Um, and then we can get him running. And then once he's up running, he's still going to be doing his gym work and his strength and stability work. And then from there, we'll, you, you go into some really, really low um, kind of like a, a stuff, pitch, pitch based stuff with a ball um, running to start with. And then with a ball, with running. And then, and then kind of like bringing it all down to shorter and sharper, okay, from the lengthy stuff. And then back to um, back to training. So it's not you just go straight back into it. But I'm sure he's been doing all, all that sort of stuff anyway. I'd like to think he has anyway. Um, he, he's a central midfielder, and I, I liken him to uh, to Roy Keane in the sense that he's you know Roy Keane in his prime. I'm talking about Roy Keane, not the back end of his United career when he fell out with Kieros. Anyway, <laughs> this guy's a box to box midfielder. He's a captain. He's a leader. He's very physical. Um, and we've obviously missed him in the middle of the park. So um, his role in the team, when he when he does come back, um, is this a case of that he's got to be very very careful? Um, no, not really, because no. he's going to he's going to return to play. And when you do your return to train, and then you're still in the gym every day, 
okay and then you return to you return to train you're trained for it depends on on the, the performance coach and the, and the manager how, how he does you have a couple of in-house games for him and build his minutes up and then when he comes back to play he comes back to train for fully train and then they'll fully train for a couple of weeks with some in-house games or some resi games and then he goes straight back in and he'll be he'll be he'll be straight back in again there's no oh i've, I've got to watch it no because that's what the, the, the procedure is return to train, return to play. And that's all the procedures that we put in place. So it comes straight back in and it, it'll fly because there he'll probably be fitter when he comes back than he was before. But all he's, got to get is, all he's got to get is his match fitness back up. Oh, he'll be all right. He'll be right. 25 so, years old, he'll be fine. He'll be yeah, fine. he'll be fine. He's a young boy. He's, he'll be flying, mate. Especially yeah. if I was there, I'd absolutely hammer him and get him straight back <laughs> in the feet. Superb. Then you get your application in, mate. <laughs> Don't All right. applications, mate. I'll get phone calls. Yeah. There we go. Right. Um, next player, Eric Botiak, 34 years old. Um, he's been pivotal for us the past couple of seasons. Big, big game player. Big game. I said big twice because he's that he's that good. Um, last season, I remember he was out for about two months, about a month and a half with uh, adductor problems. Um, and uh, he had a knee injury, which lasted about 20 days, I'd say. But this season, he, he suffered a bruised knee um, in a game. I can't remember which game it was. It might have been Flora away in the, uh, in the Europa League qualifier. And that put him out for close to two months, about a month and a half, missed six games. The, the official tagline was bruised knee, which I, I, I don't know how it could put him out for that long. But then again, you, we spoke about Gusso with a similar problem. So it could have been it. But now he's got a medial uh, collateral injury. But uh, I think it's a ruptured medial ligament. I think that's the official line. Well, that uh, sounds, that sounds um, very much um, uh, apparent, which, which you've just been saying is an MCL tear, um, one stroke two for that timeline. Um, no, just, just very sorry to interrupt you there, LT. Because the thing is, I, I messaged him uh, earlier on. What, what what day was it? Tuesday. And I'm, uh, but what happened was he, he he fell on the he fell on the knee in the last league game, and that's what he came he came on as a sub, and within five minutes he fell awkwardly on that knee, um, and he reckons he'll be back within two to three weeks. And he told me this Tuesday. Is that normal? Two to three Sorry. weeks. So how long? How long has he been out now? Post what? So he was out originally for a month and a half originally. So yeah. So say six weeks, and then he's come back and fallen awkwardly again. Yeah. And then he's got another three weeks. Yeah, that's what he, he reckons. Mm-hmm. Could be. It could be. It could be something inside the capsule, his meniscus, or it could be his MCL. Now, what you got to think of? Your your meniscus. Your medial meniscus, um, your medial collateral ligament, and your ACL all attached together. They're attached together, right? Um, just just to give you a bit of an insight, right? And um, if one goes, all three can go. But it's very, very. It's got to be mechanically. Um, foot fix lateral rotation and then you, you, you're gone and you're, you're ACL uh, but then if you do your ACL then you got most probably your MCL and, and, and your, your medial meniscus is, is uh, toast as well um, but from that point of view there if he was running and his knee give way give way that's the meniscus 
um, lights going off. If he was twisting and turning, that could be that, or it could be his MCL. And it's where he hasn't been rehabilitated properly and he's been brought back too quick and he hasn't done the right rehabilitation. Um, and uh, the fibres haven't healed properly. Um, so you've got, um, the, for, the, for the viewers out there, you, you've got three grades. So you've got a grade one. So say, for, for instance, he's a muscle fibre. You've got a, a grade one, which will be this, yeah, which is just a grade one tear, right? And then you have a grade two tear and then you have a grade three tear, which is a, a full rupture, yeah? So um, six weeks for an MCL is normally a grade one. A, lot, a decent grade one. Mm. Um, now, when that happens, all the scar tissue comes around to kind of bind that tissue together again. But the tissue should run like this. Now, if the tissue is like this, but like this, and then all the scar tissue goes around, it can't do that. So what happens is the scar tissue goes. You know, right. so it has to, it has to, and then, and then you'll, you'll get, you'll get issues again, but that's just a, a kind of like a really, really basic kind of um, overview of, 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 um, of something it needs, that needs the right rehab, needs the right treatment, um, needs to have strength and stability, neuromuscular power, neuromuscular strength. And, so what, what uh, would that involve from a, you know, from a training perspective? If you're the, if you're the guy no, that's you're, looking after him, what, what would you be well, doing more well, on the you're, you're, Well, he's going to have two, he's going to have two, facets which is going to be in the treatment room okay so it'll be having treatment three times a day and then it'll be having three physical um sessions a day one might be in the gym one might be pitch base one might be in the swimming pool it, we don't know we, we, i'm just saying that that's the sort of thing i do you know so um so it's somewhere fresh for him so he, he's not repetitively doing things all the time because after time when you're long-term injured the last thing you want to do is the same thing every day. So that's that's the big thing. Um, again, you have to look at the sports medicine department. You have to look at their practice. You have to look at their um, uh, just their just their, their their well-being practice really for the players and how they they're, they're they're kind of mapping things out for them and how they're assessing them and um, what what uh, imaging they're using. Um, and um, their, their best practice, really, because at the end of the day, an MCL is an MCL. You get them back, and then they're right as rain again. They'll be stronger than what they was before. So um, has has the player had any previous medical problems on that knee? Um, you said he had an adductor problem. Is it the same limb? Um, if it was the same limb, then they should have had an IP plan for him, for that limb because that could have caused all sorts of problems because they, they, that could have been a catalyst for it. Um, just because a player is injured, um, you don't just treat the injury. You look at everything. You, 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 but when, when players come in and are in pre-season, you screen them and you, you're screening players all the time still and, you, and you're looking to see if there's any muscle joint instability um, and, and you give them plans straight away and you make them do them every morning because at the end of the day, you want to give the manager 26 players out of 26 on the roster to pick from on a Saturday. So when the supporters come in, in their droves, they're, they're going, oh, why can't he play? Well, he's not, he's, he, everyone's fit, but the manager ain't picked him. So at the end of the day, yeah, you've done your job and that's what I always look at. My job ain't to pick the team. My job's to make sure 
that all the players are fit. And if they're not fit and they're not in the squad, then they'll be with me in the gym for the game because they're not involved and I'll be smashing them to pieces. <laughs> so, it's, it's, yeah, but... Um, yeah, but that's it. But does he have any pre-medical history? Has he had any problems with that knee before? The, the, it's, it's, honestly, there's so much that we, we, you, you talk about with players. It's the same with the other boy. Like your, your, your midfielder, the youngster, mm. the 25-year-old. Um, has he had a problem before? Has he had, had any no, other... No, that's, that's the thing. Before? I think that's you know why, what I mean? Yeah, I think that's but, why you know what, as well, though, surprise you know what? everyone. But you know what, though? Do you know when a player at that age has his first injury... His old world ends because he thinks, "Oh my God, I've I've never had a problem before. I've never had an injury. I'm I'm panicking." And but he needs you need the right staff to deal with that, and to bring them through and to make sure that they're going to make the right decisions and the right choices because you can make or break that boy now, really. You know. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, you know, going back to Gusto, like, like I said, a lot of the the websites are speculating. And they're talking about, you know, the the reaction of the of the player, if, how he can cope with the, the rigors of the training re- regiment. You know, and they're talking about it could be a, like as you said, a, a direct blow to the bone, um, and and the swelling and all that kind of stuff. And they're saying, oh, you wait, don't know that. You don't well, know. You don't you know, know. They're saying may, maybe he could have, he could have twisted quickly, and that that might have been the reason. That, like you said, no no one knows, and I don't I doubt the club is gonna divulge that kind of uh, information. The only person anyway. who's going to tell you is the player. Yeah. Yeah. The only person who's going to tell you is the player, but it just doesn't sit right with me that at all. This, this is going to sound like a bit of a rhetorical question, but does the climate help when it comes to players' rehabilitation? Because in Cyprus at the moment, it's 30 degrees. Yeah. No? Yeah. Nothing to do with it. If anything, it's better because they feel good because it's warm. I always felt great when I was <laughs> when we was rehabilitating people when it was warm. Nothing like a bit of current bun on your back, is there? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> great. It's great. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Best thing in the world. Well, yeah, listen, I'm, I, I'm I'm always happy when I'm in in the heat. I, I can't stand the cold, yeah. man. I'm I'm not built for this shit. You know, <laughs> and I've been living in England all my life, so I don't, I don't know how I cope. But yeah, I'm always in my element when I'm abroad. Nah, but yeah, that's nah, beautiful country. That's why. You've been? Oh, yeah, I haven't been. What am I talking about? Yeah, course, lots of times. Of course you've been. Of course you've been. Of course you've been. Um, I'm just trying to think of if there's any other injury, injuries to, to discuss, really. Um, we've got one from Bashru, but again, I don't know. I don't know the full scale of this, this injury. Again, let me let me see if I can find some information on it. Hang about. I've got this website here and it's got loads of pop ups, so I can't really. Oh, come here. One second, mate. I should have really prepared this one. So it's not even loaded now. But yeah, we can do that. We can do that another time. It's no problem. Well, the thing is, he's, from what I understand, he's he's going to be back in a week. Um, another muscular injury, uh, uncertainty about the magnitude of the problem, unless he goes through his, exa- his medical examinations, which he probably should have done by now. But again, no official line. It, it's, the thing is, it's not like you know, in other countries, like, for example, the Premier League, where the manager will come out and do a press conference before the game and he will talk about the potential injuries of players that are missing. They will have the press conference after the game and that's it. 
that that's the only press conference you will see. Yeah. The, the manager will give interviews to the club and all that kind of stuff. But the thing yeah. is, LT, a lot has happened in Cyprus recently. I mean, a lot has been happening in Cyprus for years. Um, but there have been a lot of questionable decisions given against my club. Um, and it, it, a lot of it is very political. And um, I think Henning Berger has done very well to keep his mouth shut and, yeah. and uh, keep things to himself because he, you know, there was a couple of decisions that went against us the other day. And in the press conference, he says, I don't know what to say. Um, and it was more like, I know what to say, but I'm not going to say it. No, it's the best That's way it. to be sometimes. I know um, it's not right, but it's the best way to be. Have you had but any gonna, difficult coaches? I'm just going to leave you on this one, mm. um, uh, mainly for the supporters, for your viewers. Yeah. Um, don't always, don't always blame um, the club and the people in the club for um, the players' um, uh, actions. Oh, actually, okay. Actions. Because players are liars. Players are weak. Players will, will throw people under the bus. Players will get people to sack. They do not care. They're the most selfish people in the world. Now, your, your support's going, oh, no, no, no. I'm telling you, I've been in it too long. Yeah? They're all they're out for themselves. They're all out for themselves. Right? So that you've got to have that in the back of your mind. Now, these players might have an issue, which the older gentleman, uh, the 34-year-old, yeah, the, the, the player. There we go, huh? Yeah. Um, sounds like it's an MCL. But um, the other boy, right, we don't know what he's got. He could have something even worse than what he's got. And the club ain't said nothing. But there'd be other club, there'd be other players on a daily basis, as I said to you before, go, oh, I don't want to train on that. Oh, I've, done, I've, got, I've got a sore leg. but Because they, they they're not asked. So I just want to put that out there because that is so normal um, in, in today's game. Uh, they used to do it, but it's only people that have got savvy and, and the people that are in the game that, that just don't have it no more. But they only do it when they can get away with get away with it with people. But I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you it straight, mate. I'm not going to sugarcoat. Did, did, did you see this mostly from the bigger names that you've no been no? no or is it mostly no, from the no just from everyone in general? Not from the bigger names. The bigger names, all the big boys, all the big names, always want to train, always want to do the right thing always want to eat properly. They've got structure. They've got everything. That's why they are at the world stage. They do everything right. Everything right. And you only have to say jump and they jump. But you don't even have to do that because they respect you because mm. you you respect them and they respect you because they're not silly. Yeah. It's the players, when you come down the levels, yeah, they think they know it all. I've been here, I've been there. And they they're, they're just arrogant and... That's why they're at that level, you know. Mm. That's why they're at that level. So the, the thing is, when I when I look at this team that you know, the team that I support, and you know, I'll be hundred percent honest with you, I've developed a very good relationship with a, with a lot of the players, and um, you could tell they're very grateful to the supporters. There's a there's a lot of love between the players and and the supporters, and you know they they will reply on Instagram. They'll give autographs. They will sign this, and and they will just, still. They will still because your media, your media. No, 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 you're, no. You're not working for the club. No, no I'm no, 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 no. now about this because because that every every player will do that. 
mostly every player. And there will be the big time ones over here that don't interact with the sports because they think they're really big time, which is great. And then your lot there were doing that, which is brilliant with the the the, the, uh, the, the supporters, which is great because that they don't do that over here, mate. They don't do that. They, mm. they, 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 they take the supporters for granted over here. But I can honestly say to you, don't it's that that must be that's I think that's more of a um, um, an overseas thing where I've seen it, especially in 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 the, in the A League and in the Indian Super League and places like that, where I've seen that because it certainly doesn't happen over here, mate. No, that's not in the Premier League, very, no chance. No, not even in not even in the League one, League two. Yeah. No, they're even worse. They're even worse. Oh, mate, honestly, mm. honestly. Unbelievable. But, but see, that doesn't surprise me because, you know, I, I went to Cyprus last October and there's a player that joined on Monia in, in August. Uh, he, he signed from, um, from a club in the Middle East, but he's from Ghana. And um, he came to Cyprus and I, you know, I did a few Instagram videos and that kind of stuff. We got, we got talking and um, we met up with each other. And he gave me a signed shirt for my nephew, who was a big fan of his. And I'm like, you didn't have to do that. Do you know what I mean? He didn't have to do that, but because he appreciates the, the support from the player, from the from the fans, you know, he's now out with an ACL, but he's back in training now, which is great because you know it's, it would be great to see him back on the pitch. You know, he, he didn't have to do that. There are so many players that have done. I'll give you another example. There's an Ammonia youth in London, which my friend used to be the chairman of, and it's just a youth team. There's no affiliation with Ammonia in Cyprus. It's just got the same name. And he asked me, still, can you ask a couple of players if they'll do like a Christmas message for the kids? And granted, two of them did. And like, they didn't have to. But I think that's the difference between players abroad, be it in the Mediterranean, be it in other parts of the world compared to the UK. And, and it's a different mentality. It's a different attitude, you know? Different. It's a, it's a different lifestyle, attitude mm. and, and everything, really. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, and to be honest, is, this, this, this is going to sound really. If you you know you can pull me up on this one if you want, but I think that when you're a player and you're you're playing at a level which okay, fair enough. You obviously want to be playing at elite level, but when you're playing at a level where you're you're what's the word appreciated more, you're gonna give it more. If that makes sense, of course you are. Hundred and ten percent. Hundred and ten percent. Of course you are. I agree with you 110%. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. 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 Because it, it's, it, it feels like it's home, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, we, we, spoke, we spoke to one player. He's no, he's, he was on loan with us last season, Michael. And uh, it's funny because it was the day after we won the title. Me and my mate Roy were doing a live stream. And he just messaged me. He goes, can I jump on? I was like, yeah, go on. And he just jumps on and he's wearing the shirt from the night before. He's still fucking all over the place. And Great, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's incredible. Right. When he turns around, he goes, of all the clubs I've, I've played for, this club has the best um, morale, team spirit. He goes, but the and one thing... Yeah. yeah, he goes, the yeah. one thing I miss, the one person I miss, he goes, is Matt, Matt Derbyshire, who'd left the previous summer. He goes, yeah. if Matt was here, that'd have been perfect. But Matt yeah. is, while he's British, he spent time in Greece, in Cyprus... He's immersed himself with the culture. You have to. You have you to. I mean, yeah. You have to. I think that's important, man. You have it's to. So important. You have to. You have to learn the language. Wherever you, you go, to do everything. Uh, I, I was in India. I, I had to. Look, I, I, I made myself learn Spanish, um, and I learned uh, Hindi, um, and the, the 
the, the media, even when I went to other clubs all over India, um, go on the YouTube channel, you have a look, it's, it, it's phenomenal. They're all over you like a rash because you, you're putting yourself out and some of our Indian boys couldn't speak English. So I, I, I just learned the basics and on the training pitch, was was signs, signals, numbers, because numbers is a big thing with us, mm. as you know, in football. Um, and um, the Brazilian boys, they speak Portuguese. I didn't have a clue about Portuguese. That's the <laughs> hardest language in the world. So, so I think stick with Spanish, because they might know a little bit of Spanish. Yep. So I weren't bad at Spanish. Um, and then, obviously, I was in Afghanistan for two years, uh, Arabic and and yeah, and so you you just do your little bit and you you get you get back tenfold from people, which is which is really really lovely. So, but um, yeah. Did you, did you have any strange experiences in India then? I'm sure you, you must have seen a few things given the size of the country. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's for another show, mate. I could, tell <laughs> you, I, could, I could get the book out for you for that one. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not for the faint-hearted either. Unbelievable. Well, you, you, you know, you, you need to write a book, LT. I'm saying you, you need to write a book. The stories that you told me off air. Yeah. Oh, Jesus I know. Christ. Yeah, I know. No, well, mate, listen. We've got lots of them. We could speak about anything you want. You know that. Thank it's, you, man. I appreciate it's a pleasure. it. It's an absolute pleasure being invited on on the um, on the show for, for your Cypriot team. I feel honoured. Um, and thank you very much for that. And I hope all the supporters out there for, for your team um, green and white team um, I hope they uh, uh, enjoy it and um, hopefully one day we'll, we'll get over and, and uh, come on come and watch a game I'm sure they'll invite you and over if, man and you can come with me if anything and if the president's watching if you want the fittest team in the world come and get me mate well, there you go Uncle Baba <laughs> Stavro he's, he's, he's an American Cypriot so he understands every word you said there my friend That's don't worry it. about it <laughs> so we'll check out check out www.physiofixsportsperformance.com um, YouTube channel click all at top all the socials are at the top of the, the website have a look and uh, yeah we'll crack on from there Stel you've been a top man thanks very LT, much LT thank you very much well, boys and girls Gobelia, that was LT this guy's an utter legend we're going to have him back on because he's got loads of stories okay. so until next time Gobelia, I'm a shit.